This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk. Yes, the host that, while I have been hosting, the Raptors have yet to lose an NBA playoff series. Thank you so much for joining me in the wake of the Raptors' first ever NBA championship. This reaction podcast comes to you after Game 6 of the 2019 NBA Finals where the Raptors beat the Golden State Warriors 114-110. to My goodness, there's plenty of excitement to go around. I'll get into some bits later on. But first of all, let's let's walk ourselves through the game. First thing that starts off, Kyle Lowry comes into this game like he shot out of a cannon. Like you're on Greyjoy using a scorpion to shoot a dragon out of the sky. He's coming in hot. He pours in 11 points to start the game off. 11. He came out a man on fire. Gangbusters. He wanted it. He wanted it so bad. He was manifesting. Lowry title and he came out like a house on fire and who joined him 
Pascal Siakam pouring in triples as well. These two guys propped up the Raptors offense to such a high degree off the start. It was incredible, incredible to watch. And we're all very lucky to have seen that happen. After that, the Warriors, you know, they kept plugging away. They started playing a really, really good brand of offense in which when Lowry would pass out of the trap, Draymond Green would make the right reads in those four-on-three situations. A lot of times that meant that they were going towards the rim, and the Raptors had a lot of trouble kind of stagnating that offensive flow for the Warriors for some time because the Warriors, at that point in the game, they had Klay Thompson and Steph both spacing, you know, spacing the floor out. And that meant that when Draymond was going, he would get in two-on-one situations towards the rim, and one of Iguodala or Looney would be roaming for a lob or a drop-off bounce pass, a little pocket pass, something like that for an easy layup or dunk. At the start of the game, you know, Gasol wasn't particularly effective on defense. He was getting lost sometimes. Pascal Siakam was having some trouble negotiating that type of space as well. And the Warriors were attacking really well out of that. Not to mention, Clay Thompson was just shooting the hell out of the ball. Andre Iguodala was making the right reads. He was hitting his open shots. And the Warriors were, you know, they were clicking. They were playing good basketball. The offensive execution from both teams was at a really high level. It was awesome to watch, and it was a close game. I think it was 33-32 after the first quarter. Then to start the second quarter, madness ensued because neither Kawhi Leonard or Steph Curry were on the floor, and both teams were passing the ball out of bounds, crazy turnovers. It was The game was played at a very fast pace for a second there, and it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Everything was going nuts, and then the Raptors, they got some semblance of themselves back in order, you know, and it was Kawhi came back in the game. The Raptors, they went up, I think it was 43 to 36. It looked like they were going to break off a big run, started rolling, but Curry was back in the game as well. Iguodala hit shots. Cousins started going to the rim. Curry started hitting shots. Thompson as well. And it ended up playing out very, very close. And at the at that same point in time, Marcus Gasol had a very, very, he struggled really bad for about a five-minute stretch. He wasn't able to negotiate any of the space on offense or defense. He was getting lost on defense, and he wasn't really adding anything on offense, and the Raptors were fighting that. They were fighting it very hard. There were a couple shots that were made by Siakam. Lowry still was going, going, going. He's still pushing the team and lifting them up. Those two players, Siakam and Lowry, big-time heroes of the first half. And the, the second half, there's... Obviously, two guys who are worth mentioning, uh, Fred Van Vliet and Kawhi Leonard, but we'll get to that later. My goodness. I mean, sorry, guys. I just, I'm on as high a level as you guys are right now, and I'm just trying to let my flow of consciousness get out there. And my goodness, you know, Kawhi, he kept going towards the rim at the end of the second quarter. They were putting a lot of pressure on the Warriors as far as inside the paint, and they ended up taking a three point lead into halftime. That was that was good, and that was that was something to look forward to. Iguodala and Cousins had combined for 18 at that point. Green and Gasol, I think, were combined for one point zero from Danny Green. He had zero all game, and Gasol he turned it around a little bit, especially on defense and just being the conduit on offense that he usually is. So that's worth saying. The second half was really it was started off with the third quarter, which was really Clay Thompson's quarter. He was fan 
fantastic. I think he had 17 in the third quarter, and that was before he got injured, and he was like, he burned it down, man, especially when you think about, like, the Raptors, they, they still played good defense, and I think the most, well, sorry, not the most, but the most clear example of his his great contributions in that quarter was when Kawhi headed up the floor, and Kawhi was passive in this game to a fault sometimes, and when he was headed up the floor and he tried to hit that hit-ahead pass to Siakam, Green ended up getting the ball, ended up getting up the court, and Thompson fired away from like 26 feet over over Fred Van Vliet, poured it in, and it was like, oh my god, are the Warriors really going to go on one of those runs? Is this going to, how is this going to shake loose? How is this going to happen? And the Raptors were playing good defense. They really were. They were smothering the Warriors, but it was just some fantastic shot making was getting the Warriors out of jams the same way Fred Van Vliet's shot making was getting the Raptors out of jams in the fourth quarter and that culminated with his transition opportunity when he went out for a dunk Danny Green got the top of like it looked like he got ball and hand at the top of the rim when he's going for the dunk Clay came down awkwardly in an injury that took him out for the rest of the game so that meant that, you know, the Warriors had to go at the Raptors for the last part of the game with just Curry, Cousins, Iguodala, McKinney. I mean, even Yurebko played, and he had only played 24 minutes the whole series to that point. So that was that was pretty crazy. And the Warriors, they really had to slug it out. And it was. It was a crazy game as far as the fourth quarter because Kawhi Leonard wasn't very good to close the game out. That was the crazy thing. Kyle Lowry, he was he took a backseat as well. And who performed? Who performed? It was Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet, by far the best shot makers for the Raptors in the fourth quarter. Fred Van Vliet, man, they ran that pick and roll and picked on Cousins repeatedly because at this point in time, Thompson's out of the game. Kerr is looking at his options, and he has to play DeMarcus Cousins because he needs him for offense. And Cousins did. He provided a lot of offense. He gave the Raptors fits, specifically Serge Ibaka. It was tough for Serge to contain Cousins, and I understand why. So Cousins was giving the Raptors fits with his offense. What the result of that was, the Raptors, when they come back down to the other side, they just run the Fred Van Vliet pick and roll. Let Fred ISO against DeMarcus Cousins. And it's interesting, right? Because in Game 5, Kyle Lowry was the guy who was attacking Cousins after they flattened out the pick and roll. But this time, it was Fred Van Vliet. And a huge, massive shout-out to Michael Pina, who has been on this podcast before, two times. Friend of mine, terrific writer. He's written fantastic stuff in the playoffs so far. He just had a, had an article come out today about how Fred Van Vliet is the most prolific end-of-shot-clock shooter this year, and he definitely has been. It's a terrific article. But what happened in this game? Fred Van Vliet made Sam Cassell big ball shots at the end of the shot clock. Repeatedly, he flattened it out against DeMarcus Cousins and cooked him in single coverage. And that was the Raptors' offense for like four minutes. It was just flatten it out, attack Cousins. And Van Vliet was just hitting triple after triple. It was crazy. It was madness. And when things broke down from there, and the Warriors were having so much trouble 
with all the mismatches on the floor because they were having trouble locating, they were having trouble matching up. What happened was Pascal Siakam got to attack the rim without so much help defense. And then when the help defense was rotating late, Siakam wasn't stuck. And he just, he made those cute, fantastic little floaters that he makes. His touch around the rim was fantastic. And he and Van Vliet closed this baby out. And yes, Kawhi Leonard did actually close it out. He hit those free throws after Danny Green's massive, massive mistake that I can't believe he made. Kawhi Leonard did close it out, but all the scoring to that point, it just seemed like it was Siakam and Van Vliet closing out the dynastic Warriors. It was madness. They stepped up to such a high degree. It was fantastic to watch. Then, when it came down to it, and Danny Green had the ball on just above, you know, just above half, right by the right baseline, and decided to make a terrible pass and fling it to Pascal Siakam, who couldn't corral it, and it was a horrible pass. Mind you, if you're if you're being super nitpicky, Siakam was going to the sideline instead of coming to the ball, which is a mistake, and I understand why Green would have wanted to throw that pass, but he shouldn't have. If Siakam had even caught the pass, he was landing out of bounds. That's, that's the way it was. So Siakam should have been coming to the ball, whereas he was going to the open space. It doesn't work that way. you got to come to the ball, man. So I understand why Danny Green wanted to make that pass. I don't understand why he made that pass. Turn the ball over. Steph Curry, the greatest front runner of all time. He's never hit a go-ahead shot in the finals. I think it was 0 for 7 was the graphic that the ESPN people threw up. And now 0 for 8 because he got a great look at a 3. And he clanked it. The Raptors... They get the rebound. Everything goes hectic. Leonard is running up the floor. The Warriors call a timeout after Draymond Green commits a back and over that the refs missed and commits a travel as well. You can't roll with the ball in your hands. You have like eight established points of contact. If you roll with the ball on the ground and you're not tied up, it's a travel, by the way, because your shoulders point of contact, your hands, point of contact, your butt, point of contact, your feet, point of contact. That's why you can't sit with both your feet on the ground because it's that's three points of contact. So, the and then anyway, so the Warriors, they got a technical foul because they called a timeout that they didn't have. And then that was when I realized it. I started dapping up my friends that I was watching the game with and it was like, oh my God, the Raptors have done it. Take the foul shot. Leonard closes it out. There was some stupid refereeing that went on. I can't believe they called Iguodala for the foul when they should just let the clock run out. Anyway, everything fixed up. You guys heard what you heard at the start of the podcast. You know, it was that, We the North is now We the Championship. I know that's a terrible Mike Breen impersonation, but that's, that's what you get right now, okay? And the Raptors, they win it. Doris Burke is is talking to Adam Silver. Adam Silver's talking to the owners. Finally, they get to the finals MVP, and it's Kawhi Leonard. He deserves it. He's been so good the whole playoffs. There's a long conversation about how fantastic Kyle was in the finals and all those types of things. Freddie as well. And Leonard, was it his best series of the playoffs? No, but he was definitely the finals MVP. Love the pick. 10 out of the 11 votes went to Kawhi Leonard. The other vote by Hubie Brown was for Fred Van Vliet, 
Van Fleet received a vote for finals MVP. As crazy as that is. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. So they ask Kawhi about what he's doing in the offseason. He deflects that, obviously. And then they ask Kyle about DeMar DeRozan. And he deflects that, obviously. He says, like, hey, I love him. I'll FaceTime him later, but I need to enjoy this time with my guys. I, I love Doris Burke. I think she's so great at her job, but I couldn't believe she asked those questions. She must have been pressured to by, you know, the the powers that be in media, which kind of a shame is a little bit disappointing that they were asked those questions instead of just letting them enjoy the moment. And speaking of enjoying the moment, we're going to go over to the newest Raptors fan, the guy who discovered Pascal Siakam earlier in the playoffs. And we're going to go over to him. Random guy from wherever you think the accent is from is going to talk about the Raptors. Oh, wouldn't you believe it? Hey, honey, come over here. Hey, hey, my favorite team, the Toronto Raptors. They've won. They've absolutely won the NBA championship. Look at that, Pascal Siakam. What I tell you, that's my guy, right? Honey, honey, look, look. He's got the, oh, he's got a flag. Oh, my, he's from Cameroon. I've been telling you, honey, we need to get out to Cameroon. We need to see the world. Look, they, they got all types of superstars coming from here. Joel Embiid, he's from Cameroon as well. Can you believe it? Masai Ujiri, he's African. Oh my gosh, they've just got this pipeline of incoming talent. The NBA landscape is changing. I've been telling you, honey, for years, Africa, it's, 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 imp- it's impressive the type of athletes they have over there. And there's just so much potential for basketball. Thank goodness for Masai Ujiri and his, his basketball without borders camps. Can you believe it? Anyway, honey, I told you, I told you they were going to win the chip. I told you. I said it, I said, hey, look, these Warriors, they cannot hang with my Toronto Raptors. I've been telling you from the start, honey. Okay, Sam, thanks for having me on. I, I'm going to be cheering for the Raptors the rest of my life. I've enjoyed this championship immensely after discovering my favorite basketball player, Pascal Siakam. All right, thank you, uh, random accent guy who the accent can be attributed to any region you like because it is not a specific accent it can be from anywhere oh the awards the mitchell robinson award slash protagonist award has to go to all the doubters all the people who are going to try and put an asterisk on this championship and you know why they're the antagonists because the antagonists oftentimes lose and guess what The opposite of the antagonist is the protagonist. And we, the North, the Raptors, we, the fans, the team, the organization, are the winners. And by that juxtaposition makes everyone who doubted us and opposed us the losers. So they, the people out there who do not wish for our success and have been wishing for our demise, they are the antagonist. They are the Mitchell Robinsons. The Mitchell Robinson Award goes to the other the haters, the doubters, who could not rise up and defeat we, the North. And the Reggie Evans Award could not go to anyone else except for Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry. Lowry title is a real thing now. Kyle Lowry is going into the Hall of Fame. I'll put money on it if anyone wants to take me up on that. Email me and we'll get into it. Fred Van Vliet also wins because it's just, it goes without saying. He was incredible. 
his shot making and his defense completely changed the fabric of this series. Kawhi Leonard, he has the finals MVP, and that's great, and he deserves it. Somebody tell Fred Van Vliet that he got the Reggie Evans Award from me, and I'm sure he'll be just as happy. And let him know that a guy who has an accent that we don't know what demographic or region he's from also thinks he's fantastic. I love his hustle. This Fred Van Vliet, he, he, he leaves it all out on the floor. I don't know what to tell you. He's, he's a hell of a player. Look at he's Oh, man, he's got terrific, fantastic fundamentals. I, I tell you, i never seen a guy give a better chase around a screen. He makes those pin downs the Warriors are setting look like Mashugana. He can get around a pin down like, like that. He's in and out. Faster than in and out burger. More slippery than a Taco Bell slider. That doesn't exist. But there's alliteration somewhere in there. Oh my gosh. Fred Van Vliet, I tell you, he put in so much work. Kyle Lowry is the unsung hero of the Raptors and he has been since he came when he was traded for Gary Forbes and a first round pick that eventually was traded for James Harden and then became Steven Adams. Kyle Lowry is the heart and soul of the Raptors. He completely changed everything. He's an analytics darling. He's a Toronto darling. From North Philly to your city Kyle Lowry. That's right. He's our guy from North Philly to our city. He brought it home, the Lowry title, and that is why he and Fred Van Vliet will share. We'll share the Reggie Evans Award. The top quick reaction comment comes from Niagara Dude. Love you, Raptors Republic brothers. We the champs. Yes. We are the champs. And before I let you go, I just want to tell you I have immensely enjoyed my part with Raptors Republic this year. All the writing I've done, getting the opportunity to host this podcast from Zarrar, getting the reins from William Liu, and to everybody who has listened. And I get all the nice things you guys say when you email me, you message me on Twitter, or you just tweet at me or even in the comments of Raptors Republic, the, the feedback for me this year has been so warm. And I thank you so much for listening to my stuff, reading my stuff, and giving me such a warm welcome on what I grew up reading, Raptors Republic, and what I think is, you know, the best Raptors website and an absolutely necessary part of Raptors fandom is Raptors Republic and all the talent, all the writing, all the heart that goes into it from the writers and also from everybody who reads and comments and indulges in the beautiful community that has been fostered there. Thank you to everyone and thank you to the 2019 Toronto Raptors for bringing such joy to all of us, bringing the first NBA championship to Canada. And thank you so much for listening, whether it's in the morning at night have a blessed day you the fan of the nba champions toronto raptors have a blessed day and goodbye want to hear something amazing discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn extra cash come on how amazing is that in fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. 
So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. At Zenni, we believe everyone deserves access to high-quality, affordable eyewear. That's why we offer stylish prescription glasses for men, women, and kids starting at just $6.95. Our online factory direct model cuts out the metal men, so you save. At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone.